Yo, what's going on? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois, and it's time for another live stream. Today is Monday, February 26, 2024. Today, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is socks in here. Normally, socks doesn't sound too exciting, but if you are a runner or if you're getting older, socks are pretty exciting. So uh, I'm both of those things. So I'm very excited to see what's in here. Ho hopefully, it is socks. It feels like it's probably... I feel like it's probably socks and I vaguely remember someone a while ago emailing me saying they were going to send me some. So I think that's what we got. But before we get to that, uh, we got a couple other things I want to take care of. First, I want to say hi to everyone listening on the podcast on the audio only version. Hopefully you guys are having a beautiful run today. The weather in Crystal Lake is absolutely amazing. I started off at 40 degrees with a thin pair of gloves on by the end of my run, which was a long run today. But by the end of my run, it was like, almost 60 degrees and sunny. So it's just lovely running weather. A little warm for racing, but for like most other runs, just absolutely gorgeous. So hopefully you have that too. Or maybe you're driving, definitely windows down situation. So crank this up, put the windows down, stick your hand out a little bit so you can catch the wind, you know? And uh, just enjoy your drive if that's what you're doing too. And for everyone that's watching this later, but not live, this is the number one running live stream to watch while you're trying to figure out, is it going to be windy on my run tomorrow? So we'll stick with the wind and the, the weather for today. But like, this is good to have on in the background while you're planning other runs. Today, I have an admission and something I'm also proud of. Uh, I had a long run planned and it was supposed to be uh, four, two times four miles at uh, goal marathon pace and then a little bit of recovery in between the four miles. I was really tempted to try and set it up so that way the recoveries would be on the hilly part of my regular loop out here. And then I could do the work part on as much flat as possible. If not, a little bit of extra downhill in there. But I resisted the urge. I just made it not complicated and I just ran it straight up and I had to run the hills so I admit that I tried to cheat a little bit. Thumb on the scale, just a little bit, um, if we're going to think of it that way. Uh, but I'm proud of myself that I didn't. And now I'm extra tired because I ran hills today too. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, so I hope your planning is going well, all you LBN Ellers. All right. Um, let's see who we got here in the chat. Mm, and uh, Mustache Runner says... Yo, thanks for the run and donuts this weekend. Only here for a quick minute before I pick up my next set of kids. Oh, well, good to see you over the weekend. Over the weekend, a couple of you guys who are um, here from in the chat today and who are, who are regulars uh, caught that I had posted on Saturday kind of night. Um, I forgot because I had been running in Bussy Woods a couple of times now. And I mentioned it'd be a nice place to do a group run. And I forgot to do it to make the post a couple of days ahead of time. But I was just like, you know what? It is late notice, but we'll see if anyone wants to join. So I put it out there. If anyone wants to do a Kavuzi Run Club run, we'll run 11 miles. Um, Cause that's what I had on my calendar, you know? And uh, I did it like less than 12 hours ahead of time. Was it less than 12? No, it was more than 12 hours, but pretty close to that. Um, but, we had a good group. I feel like the group size was like a perfect group size because then you could actually talk to everyone. And it was a longer run, not just a three-mile shakeout, you know? So I felt like I did have, hopefully I talked to everybody. I think I talked to everybody there. So we had a great amount of time to share some miles. Uh, I also got a chance to check out a new-to-me new donut place. I've been passing this place all the time, Spunky Dunkers, Palatine. And I've been wanting to go in. And I felt like this would be a perfect opportunity. I bought a couple dozen donuts. I brought them for us to have as post-race fuel or post-run fuel. And it was a lot of fun. So I'm glad that everyone came out to do that. Michael I says, uh, legs sure feel heavy after today after the 11 miles at Bussy Woods. But talk about amazing weather we have right now. Just finished up my lunch run. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for coming out yesterday, Michael. All right. Um... Terry Furlong says about socks. He says, any socks that hide my feet are good socks, according to my wife. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so, so, socks are good are good for that. And JC says, hello, another vote for features. Hopefully they're features. I don't know what socks that they are. 
we'll, we'll have to see. Um, and Alex Hermanson says, Herm says, dude, socks are the best. I, I don't know if you guys know, but I just saw on Herm's Instagram today that Herm was in Atlanta over the weekend cheering on the, uh, I, I don't, Herm, I don't think you were running. I think you were there on cheer squad for the Atlanta marathon. And he got up to catch an early flight. So that way he could still make it back after being in Atlanta. So he can make it back and be at his desk today for work. Good work. Good work, Herm. That's, that's the, that's a hustle. That's a hustle of love, I guess. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see what we got. Uh, Calvin Wong says he had a great 16 miler over the weekend, currently fixating on the New York City Marathon odds. Is that, is that now? Is that coming out soon? I thought we already, we don't know about that. I mean, I'm not planning on running it this year, but I don't, wait, is the drawing soon? Is the drawing soon or is the lottery? I'm not sure. You guys have to let me know. I haven't, I haven't been paying, paying attention. Uh, Rich Dyson says, hilariously, it looks like your disclosures get faster and faster over time. I watched a 1080 version 13 after 100 miles of it, and you go lightning fast through it. Had to make sure I wasn't on 1.5 speed. Yeah, a couple of people mentioned that. Uh, every, every once in a while, I mean, I still think it's an important thing to talk about, uh, but sometimes it feels like fine print. And so uh, I was just feeling, sometimes I go, I do intentionally talk through it very quickly. Other times I um, talk slowly through it because it's for someone that's my first, their first video of mine that they're watching. Uh, it's like the first minute of speech that I have, you know? So if they think that I just talk that way, they might be like, oh, this is crazy and turn it off. So I try to talk regular pace through it, but it, it, it is a little bit lengthy. I could probably make it shorter um, but, uh, sometimes I kind of like to poke fun at it and do it like a car commercial. And so those are the one times I do it faster. And then I think only people, people realized that I was saying it really fast this time because I took a, a big, dig, big, deep breath afterwards. Cause I was like, no one's going to get a chance to see this video video before you guys get a chance to see it on YouTube. <sighs> you know, I kind of took a pause. I normally take a big breath like that after every one. I just edit it out <laughs> most of the time. Uh, I think, anyway. No, actually, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But I just thought that would be fun to do. Messing around a little bit, you know? Um, all right. Edgar the Hobby Jogger says, half marathon PR at the Ventura half. 123 low. Can I say my PR is 83 minutes or do we need to run sub 120? LOL. Yeah! Oh, oh, great job. Oh, that's not the right one. Wrong button. Here we go for the PR. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I ran a 125 and I think I could say 85, but I think that would sound, it just sounds weird. So I probably tell say people at 125. I do feel like once you're in the 70s, though, you can be like, I ran it 79 minutes. Even then, it might feel weird. I don't know. I'm not sure what the rules are on that. Adam is encouraging me, saying, you ran hills. Welcome to the dark side. Now, like, you know, when I, if I have to run anything faster than marathon pace, I usually will intentionally avoid the hills. Um, but if it's around marathon pace work or slower, then I will usually attack the hills, you know, and I do run the hills, uh, but usually it's at recovery or easy pace, you know? So I, but today's run was goal marathon pace, which is faster than my current marathon pace. So it was, it was work. It kicked my butt. The second loop that hurt, that hurt. <laughs> Steven C says, uh, I just finished a few seconds ahead of a young girl at Park Run Saturday. I later found out she was the female, female course record holder. Well, there you go. I always feel like the person that I fear most, if I, feel, if I see like a young girl at the 5K, I'm always very nervous. I'm like, that girl probably is like a state record holder or something. Because why else would a young person be at a 5K race? You know, like I was at, um, what race was I at? I remember being at one race where 
there was two girls standing right at the front of a 5K. And they were pro probably a little bit older than how old my, my daughter is. So they're probably, maybe they were in high school, you know? And uh, one of them was wearing a tutu, and then the other one was wearing just regular running clothes. And I was like, those girls are, I bet you those girls are going to blow the doors right off me in terms of how fast they go. And I didn't see them the entire race. They just took off and then they were gone. I didn't see them. I did see them after the race. And like they were talking with someone who looked like they were, like the conversation looked like a coach and athlete kind of conversation. So I'm like, oh yeah, this was like a workout for them. This wasn't even a race. Hmm. Mm. All right, Tim Sim says, I got the Bayou City Classic 10K coming up this Saturday. So this week's been final preparations to both training and strategy for race. I was going to run four years ago before the pandemic. Okay, well, that's nice. Good luck. Bayou City 10K. Bayou City Classic 10K. That sounds fun. Where is Bayou City? Is that Louisiana? Is that an official name? Or how does that work? What's Bayou City? You're going to have to let me know. Andrea Patterson says, it's sunny and 78 in Texas right now. Loving this weather. It feels a little bit hot, but... Mm, but I guess in Texas, that's that's balmy. Terry Verlong says, spunky dunkers. Another Americanism that does not cross the pond well. Yeah, it's not great here either. Um, it's an old mom and pop shop, though. I think they used to have many locations, but after the pandemic, I think they're down to one now. But I feel like it's one of those names that was fine maybe a couple, de three decades ago, you know? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach, uh, Zach, Zach, you're going to have to remind me how you, oh my goodness, I forgot how to actually say your last name. Is it Jaimez? Or... Yeah, Zachary Hymas. I always see it as Zach James. Uh, Zach James reporting back with a 159.36 for the first half marathon. Congratulations. Look at this, though. He's got the bug. He says, already looking forward to the next one and to throw down a little harder. Oh, attaboy. There you go. There you go. Nice. And uh, uh, Herm says he was on Cheer Squad. Nice. Very nice. Um... Luke says, I watch old Kofuzi Run Club videos when I study. Last night, I saw the CLA unboxing from December with all the audio issues. Felt like I was in mission control watching us land on Mars. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't believe that, Luke, that you go back and watch the old ones because um, that just is bonkers to me. I, I, I intend for these to be basically like disposable. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, like drive time radio that's how i think of it like no one's like oh i didn't hear what they said on 103.5 on my commute last tuesday i want to go back and get it you know like but if you're enjoying them for studying too i like it i approve i know that's nice mm. all right calvin says for new york city marathon the lottery opens february 28th uh, CJS says a guaranteed entry is open now and the lottery opens soon. Um, okay. Mm. Go running with Oliver says, I'm already in for the New York City Marathon. Just need help on the best place to stay. Something close to the festivities. Yeah, uh, I try to stay uh, in between, like, if you could stay in between Times Square and Central Park, that seems to be a pretty good location for where a lot of stuff is. That's been very convenient for me. Uh, I stayed in Hell's Kitchen last year. I'll probably do the same thing next year because it's not that much further, but the hotels got a lot cheaper. And I'm not running, so I'm not. I don't have to worry about the walk back to the hotel, you know, after the race. So like Hell's Kitchen ended up working out really well for me. Uh, and that and Hell's Kitchen is just like a little bit further west and a little bit further south than uh, Times Square. Jewel says, I PR'd my half marathon this weekend and prep for LA Marathon 123. Woo! Nice. Says, hopefully we're ready. That sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. 
Um, all right. Getting to run says, yo, what's going on? Can I get a bell for a 90 second 5k PR? Of course. It's amazing. 90 seconds. Making a post-injury switch from trail to road has its benefits. Can't run as long as before, but getting faster on shorter races. Don't let the dogs bite you. I'm glad that you're getting back out there. Uh, and congratulations. 90 seconds is a huge improvement. Danny Gugliuta says, My reading comprehension stinks. I thought the Buzzy was run with this upcoming Sunday. Oh, well. I had my long run Saturday anyway, so I shouldn't feel too bad. All right. Well, Danny, I'll, hopefully I'll be doing it again soon. Next Sunday, I think I have a workout. I have to look at my schedule. I don't know what the schedule is. If it's an easy run, then we'll, we can do it. Take, then we'll do another. I'll have to go look at my schedule. Um, but, uh, I did notice that, and I'm kind of dreading it coming up. There's actually a rest day written into my schedule this week. And I don't, I don't know what to do with that. To be honest with you, it says you can do some optional non-impact cross training. So I think I might hit the bike for, an hour, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, but I just I don't take that many rest. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've taken a scheduled, other than like the day after a marathon, I don't think I've taken a scheduled rest day in a long time. I take like kind of accidental or, well, travel is going to be tough that day anyway. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to run. So I'll just kind of work my, work that rest day into a schedule, but there's an actual rest day coming up. So I don't know, but we'll see if there's maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys know. I'll try and I'll try to tell you guys early at a time. Ooh, Adam says, Memorial Day, Boulder, Boulder. Are you coming? I have to look at the calendar. Um, May, I'm planning on doing Tiger Claw. That's going to be earlier in the month. That'll, so, oh, I got to see. I might be able to do that this year. I mean, racing a 10K, I mean, I'm not doing it for time. And rate, running hard, 10K at that altitude sounds absolutely miserable. But I think it'd be fun. And I do kind of want to do it the second loop, you know? When you do all the water slides and all that stuff. But then you miss the finish of the race, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it is on my list of races I'd like to run. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how much... Oh man, I'm willing to make my wife this this year. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of travel this year, but let me. I got I got a plan. I got a plan. Um, six stars in traveling. Mom says a new PR set of my half yesterday. Just want to share. Well, congratulations. Nice. And Zachary Hymas says, thanks, CoFam. Happy with the time for our first effort. Definitely felt that I could have laid on the gas a little more. I was just listening to the Believe in the Run podcast today with Ben True, and he was saying the same thing about his first marathon, where he just casually came in seventh at the New York City Marathon in 2021. But I feel like either you finish a race thinking, I could have laid on the gas a little bit more, or you kind of definitely went out too hard. There's no like nice... Like, I don't know a lot of people that are like, I expended the exact right amount of energy, you know? <laughs> so, I think that's the right way to race it. But now that you have the experience, you can kind of definitely know when to push, you know? Um, and Matthias Ventus says, anyone say anything about the guy who ran the Osaka Marathon and Takumi Nines? Were they nines or tens? I'm not sure. Um... He ran a 206, right? So, like, I since then, people have been commenting on my Takumi Sen video about can I, can I run a marathon in this? Or they've been messaging me about it. And my answer is unequivocally no. If you are a 206 guy who likes the feeling of race flats, then yeah, probably. Or if you are maybe a 219 marathoner who might otherwise pick the SC pacer for your marathon shoe, then the Takumi is an option for you at the marathon. For normal people, 
even professionals, I think even for most professionals, the Takumi Sen is not going to feel like a modern race shoe. So unless you don't like modern race shoes, then I would say the Takumi Sen is not <laughs> a marathon option for people. Um, all right, CGS says, how does your goal marathon pace compare to your current threshold pace at the beginning of a training block? Um, it's actually pretty, <laughs> it actually ends up being pretty close. Not that different. And so, um, yeah. I want to say like, so some, when I, when I would, would train for sub three, that goal marathon pace would be 650. And then when I do threshold work at the beginning of a training block, yeah, I'm looking at like 645, 650 in that range. Um, maybe 640. Um, so let me look at my, some of my notes here. I have it written down from one time a long time ago. Um, where'd it go? I don't know where it went. I once had like, oh, here we go. Um, yeah, no, it's a, okay. It's a little bit different than that. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, so that's about right. So they end up being pretty cool for me anyway. I, I mean, everyone else is different. Um, my goal marathon pace and my threshold and my threshold pace end up being pretty similar at the beginning of a block. So this that's a so this is a, a new thing for me. I haven't done a goal marathon pace run in a long time. Um and so that was I don't know. The the reason I don't like goal marathon pace runs is because it makes goal marathon pace seem hard. Because it's more it's more uncomfortable than a marathon effort should be, kind of almost by definition, you know. And so uh, mentally, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. But I'm just trying to go along with the plan. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shan says I try to run flat for marathon pace workouts. Mm, yeah. I think I usually do too, but I felt like the hills would be good for me. And I, I feel like because I do kind of try to avoid the hills during my threshold workouts, I felt like, okay, no excuses. Let's just take the medicine, you know? Um, all right. Tim Sim says Houston is the Bayou city. And that is one of the nicknames of the city. Uh, Tim Sim, that's official name. JC confirming Houston's calls itself the Bayou City. I would not have guessed that. I would have guessed like five other cities before Houston. But I guess Houston does have some low-lying areas, right? Coastal-ish, right? Is it coastal? River Delta? I don't know what a bayou is, to be honest. Um, yeah. Eliza says, following the Tommy Runs Osaka uh, marathon story, has all the feels. Yeah. Did you guys listen to the interview that Tommy did with uh, Lindsay Hine? It was very long, but I had a, a long, easy run. And I got through most of it on that. Um, and it was nice. It was, it was really good. Really good. Um, but as sentimental and as meaningful as the, um, his Osaka marathon was, it did not stop me from giving Tommy a very hard time about running a three hour and 44 second marathon. The first thing, I, well, I said congratulations to him and I said many other things first, maybe not a lot, but one of the first things I said to Tommy was like, why didn't you just run 45 seconds faster, bro? <laughs> Cause then it could have been a two, a sub three Osaka marathon. But I've been told that it was a cold and rainy day out there. So conditions weren't great. Matt Anderson says, Co, why are you making these live streams? Is it only out of pure enjoyment? Do you earn a single penny on any of them? I think this channel, the, so the Kofuzi Run Club channel now is monetized. I don't think it makes a lot of money. I don't check. It's not um, something that earns money. 
Uh, I'd like to pick up a sponsor for it, you know. Um, so that'd be interesting. I think that would make it fun. Uh, I'd like to. I do. I do, I like it. I like hanging out with you guys, and it's also a really good place for more detailed question and answers. Um, but mostly, I enjoy it. Um, and I'd love to turn it into more of a structured show, kind of like a uh, daytime talk show for runners, drive time radio for runners, uh, with guests and everything. And I just, uh, I'm at a point where my lack of organizational skills is preventing me from taking the show to where I'd like it to go. Uh, and I know it'll cost a lot too. So like, I'm um, just kind of waiting for nothing, I guess. But so in the meantime, I'm having a good time talking to you guys, but it makes very little, very little money. Like it's currently, it's not worth my time monetarily speaking, but I like doing it. Martha says, it's hard to feel motivated to apply for New York, even though I have a good for age guarantee. I'm just so tired going into peak Boston training. Um, but I'd love to get into the believe in the run train to New York. That would be fun, Martha. Hopefully they do it again. I'm assuming that they will do it again. Uh, Mark Peterson says, I stayed in Chelsea last year and the main train running up and down the west side of town, the two, was only half a block away. So I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, the train, the subway system in New York, is the best way to get around. So like, I think that pretty much anywhere, if you're near a subway station, that has good access to the southern end of Central Park, I feel like that's a good place to be. Because the the race ends kind of, or it spits you out when you're done walking, kind of near the southwest corner of Central Park by Columbus Circle. Um, so uh, if you're near, kind of kind of near there, that's a, if, if you're kind of near a train that gets you to there, that can also really work for you too. Mm. Luis says, uh, going for a sub 90 half marathon Sunday in Mexicali. Black course, hope I can do it. Well, good luck to you, Luis. You'll have to let us know how it goes. We're rooting for you. Jason Redmond says, LA Marathon is a great course. Lots of great landmarks. Start at Dodger Stadium, finish at Die Hard. Oh, do you feel at the, what was it, the Nakamura Towers or something like that? Uh, I don't remember what the name of it. Um, they've changed the finish line a couple of times in the last few years, I think. Um, that Dodger Stadium start, though, is wild. Uh, it's just so fast because you just run downhill. It, I didn't realize it until I ran the marathon and I stayed at the Intercontinental um, that week leading into the marathon. And you could, I could see it from my hotel. It was far, but I could see it. And like Dodger Stadium is like up on a hill. And so when you run, you run around it and then you come and you slam down for the first 5K. The year that I ran it, um, the pros came through faster than world record pace or than whatever the world record pace was at the time. Not Kelvin Kipton's world record pace, but I think it was Kipchoge's world record pace. Um, that's how fast it was. And then there's a lot of hills though. There's a lot of hills. And there were a lot of landmarks, like the Beverly Hills sign, and uh, when you come through there, the Disney Theater is the main one that I remember. I don't really remember a lot of other landmarks other than that, I got to be honest with you. I think they were setting up for the Oscars when I was doing, I'm guessing that's the same thing every year. I remember seeing a giant Oscar statue. Um, six stars and running. Six Stars Running and Traveling says, so I raced uh, to give more um, info on her half marathon. She's, she raced a Boston tune-up half yesterday. PR by a minute six and placed first in the age group. Yes. I think this is the one I want. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Now, I think I'm going to start needing more buttons. I, know I have more sounds that I want to have, but we'll work on it. Uh, Leona's here. She says, hi, co-fam. Still recovering from a yucky bug. 10 days of no running and counting. Ugh, that sounds miserable. 
Um, I saw a statistic saying that there, there's some like the norovirus is definitely going around the country. It seems. Uh, it definitely has gone through the school system here. And I saw a statistic on the news today saying that like a large, there's like a really high positivity rate in the Northeast right now for norovirus. See, when they say norovirus, it makes me think that it's in your nose for some reason because of the N maybe. But as far as I can tell, it makes you, it really messes up your gut. So hopefully you don't have that because that sounds not great. Jewel says, hey, what's the longest run you'll do about two weeks out from a marathon? Two weeks out from a marathon? For me, I'd say probably, I don't know that, like, so I used to end peak week two weeks out um, and then really start tapering 10 days. I like to 10 day taper. Um, but the longest run I'll do is usually about three weeks out. So if I'm planning a 20 miler, um, or more than one 20 miler, my last one would be maybe three weeks out is how I, I would normally do it. Um, two weeks out, I'd say probably like 16, maybe 18. Maybe towards 18. Martha says, Co, if you do Boulder Boulder, I'll do it. I haven't registered yet this time. Oh, I know. I mean, I gotta figure that out. I gotta figure out the. Tra I got. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of travel. I gotta start figuring out because I'm trying to. I'd like to follow some athletes as they're building up to Paris. I'd like to see if I can work a way to travel to go see them where they train. You know, and so that's gonna add more travel in addition to my own regular travel for races. And so, like, that's gonna really impact family time and so that's trying to figure out which which trips i can swing or not but i guess if i go to boulder are there athletes that i can meet out there you know that's the kind of thing i gotta think about i gotta i gotta figure out a way to make it work mm -hmm. steven c1984 says do you follow a training plan or make your own up i normally make my own up but for this training block i'm working with sage Canada and sandy night paper at higher running so they're running they're writing the plans now so I'm like, I'm, let, I'm letting them take the wheel. So far it's been, well, it's, it's, everything's very, not very different because it's still a nine day ske training schedule. And it's basically session, two days of easy running and another session. Um, but some of the workouts are quite different than what I would do. Yeah, see, McKellar says, still doing the nine day schedule? Yes, yes, I, I love the nine day schedule. But this week's a weird one because I think this week's a cutback week. And so it'll be like every other day. But the one of the sessions, so it was today it was a long run. And then I think Wednesday will be like a fart lick. So not, and not even that hard of a fart lick either. And then Friday will be a session. And then Saturday's a rest day, which I don't know what to do with. Calvin says, for New York, my sister lives in Manhattan, south of Central Park. Wonder the logistics of the start line and contingent on my corral and start time and, of course, getting in to begin with. Y yeah, I, you know, the one time that I ran New York, I did it with New Balance. And it's very nice to do it with one of the brands that has, like, a VIP tent. Uh, there are others, not just New Balance, but, like, they bust us over there. So that was, like, super nice. Um, but I think that from, if it's just out the central park, then you should be able to get to a train relatively easily. That'll take you down to the ferries. I think the ferries are the best way to go. I'm not sure though, because I've actually never done that part on my own. And Leona says, she stayed, though, on the Upper West Side for New York City 2022. Perfect spot. Nice to have a relatively short walk post-race. Ooh, that makes sense. There aren't as many hotels up that way, though, I think. 
I'm not sure. I'd have to look at that. Interesting, though. Frank says, <laughs> when it comes to feeling like you've got too much left over at the end of the race or feeling like you bonked, he says, there's only one real way to tell that you couldn't have run faster. That's very true. I, I know very well. <laughs> I've done that a lot. I'm ready for a race where I... I'm ready for a race where I finish and I feel like I could have had a bunch left over. I can't wait. Um, Daniel Burton says, why did Ben True not run in the Olympic trials? I don't know. I don't know if he had a qualifying... Well, I guess he would have. 2021... Was 2021 New York City in the window? I believe it was. So I don't know. All right. Uh, Eliza wants the box of socks. Box of socks. Okay, here we go. I'm way behind you guys in the chat, by the way. Sorry about that. Oh, my goodness. Eric Eric is going crazy for the socks. Oh, my goodness. Look at all these Look at all these sock emojis. I thought that those were little chili peppers for a second there. But, yeah, he just wants so Okay, socks. It's a bag of socks. I didn't think that you guys would like socks all this much. I was, I was almost deciding I wasn't even going to do an unboxing today. Because I'm like, who wants to see socks? I, I remember, though, that I do have another unboxing at home already that I think you guys will be liking, too. But we'll do that one tomorrow. And they are, in fact, socks. These are from a brand I've not heard of before. Jogology. These are high cushion socks, this pair. And this is a, uh, a low, no-show. Uh, and then this is medium cushion. Also in the no-show. And then this one is the low-cushion no-show. Let's start with that one. Okay. Here we go. They've got a... Uh, it's very thin sock on the bottom. For me, I like low-cut, low no-show, thin-as-possible socks is my way. I like, I like the socks the best. Because I feel like when they get high-cushion, I feel like it's very not stretchy and i feel like it really crams the toes in even more than the shoe might you know what i mean Did anyone else ever get that uh, but these are separated left and right socks and then a little bit of tension in these little bars on the bottom here and then the top of the foot feels really nice and then there's a little pads up front on the front side and on the back side a little bit of just extra cushion there so that's interesting. The material feels really nice. Smells like socks. No, it doesn't smell like socks. It just smells like clothes. Let's take a look at this high cushion one though. That says something making a difference with so each of the sock each socks that I had had this on it making a difference. I'm going to read what that is. Oh, reach supports environmental and sustainability, animals, community, and humanity. Okay. There we go. Oh, I could feel a lot more cushion. It's very padded on the bottom here. You know what these feel like almost? These feel like thick. These are even thicker than, you know, when you go to those jump zone type of places where you have to have your special trampoline socks? Those are grippy on the bottom. They don't have. They still don't have that, but it's thick like that. I don't know that I'm gonna love the super thick socks. These might be nice to wear around the house, though. But I think I'm gonna like these thin ones. That's gonna be it. Jason orders that starts rubbing the socks on the mic for an ASMR live stream. <laughs> You want me to rub the sock on the microphone? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um, uh, Adam says, I don't like a no-show. I don't want to worry about them slipping down and exposing my ankle skin to rubbing. Yeah, that is a concern sometimes. But these, even though they say no-show, there's no way that these are no-show. These are going to show, I think, uh, on the back of a of a shoe you'll see it 
And I, I don't think these are going to come down um, below the ankle. Mm -hmm. Eric says, Yahar, I hear the texture mate. <laughs> Uh, Luis Pizarro says, doesn't make sense rubbing the sock against the microphone, but keeps doing it. I don't know. Maybe it would have made more sense the next time, you know? Uh, <laughs> it rubs the sock in the microphone or it gets the hose again. See, this is the, this is the, this is the nonsense that keeps me coming back and doing the live stream Monday through Friday. Every day on YouTube. Uh, Stevie 76 says, what did the socks say to the other before going in the washing machine? You realize one of us isn't coming back. You know, I, we used to lose a lot more socks when we used a communal, uh, laundry room in the old building. The nice thing about that was, um, there was this giant laundry room and most people had in-unit washer dryer, but they were the weird kind because it was an old building. So you couldn't have a real washer dryer. You can only have the all-in-one unit where like the it it kind of vents through the water pipes system it never works that well it takes hours and hours for your clothes to both wash and dry um but a lot of people had those we never bothered with it and so we would just use the laundry machine laundry room downstairs but we could do when we and this was great when we had kids and you know kids go through onesies like crazy now we still have kids when we had babies um but we would do like six loads of laundry at once. It was amazing. Um, and then you'd be folding for hours, but that was nice. Um, but when we used that room, I feel like we lost a lot of socks. Now, I, I don't feel like I lose that many socks anymore now that we're in the house and we have our own. I don't know. Hmm. Daniel Estrella says, what's going on with the censored M bottle? Just noticed. Uh, this is an old bottle that they, that Martin gave out a long time ago. It was the Martin, uh, unofficial is what it was called. And, uh, the marketing campaign was that like Martins are so good that, uh, even athletes that are not sponsored by Martin or might be sponsored by other gel companies are using it. So we're going to help you out. We're going to send out these martin bottles with the great like the blurred out logo um and they made martins in silver unmarked packages the, all the nutritional and required information was still in the box and they only sold them by the box but each one was just a silver packet no printing on it whatsoever but like the packaging is so distinguishable and is the bottle shape that everyone knew what you were doing so it was really i thought it was a genius marketing campaign so that's that's where this comes from and um it was weird because then after i got this i just ended up collecting a bunch of martin bottle i had like a half dozen of them and i was like this is just way too many so i ended up just getting rid of all of them except for this one because i like this one a lot but it's such an old one that the spout thing just falls down it doesn't stay open very well. So I don't like that one. Uh, Daniel Estrella says, very interesting. What a great, it's, it's genius, right? I don't know, I liked it. Um, <laughs> Maddie Max says, I'm starting a sock line that features carbon plates. Every shoe <laughs> deserves to be super. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Michael, I said, there's more ASMR. Slurper in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Eric says the bottle can't keep it up. It's sad. It, uh, you know, it, with age, it happens. You know, things just don't, you know, can't, you know, even, even the Mona Lisa is falling apart, you know? <laughs> but Getting to Run says, you know, I have a brand new one and the cap still does that. Okay, so maybe it's not an age. Maybe, maybe it always did this. I don't know. It makes it hard to drink out of sometimes. Leona wants to know any updates on London. Uh, there was some movement. I talked to some people about it uh, at the group run the other day, but I'll, I'm going to wait till I have more things to talk about, about it until then. Nothing's, nothing's final till it's final, you know? So that's, you know, that's, that's it. 
Come then, the little guy is just shy. <laughs> uh, Martha wants to know when is the London lottery? A rad rabbit friend actually got on her first try, so I guess I'll try again. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Terry says it's seven weeks and six days. <laughs> I think it's the day after the London Marathon or something like that, isn't it? So, does that mean it's seven weeks till London Marathon? Oh boy, I'm not ready. Um, okay. Mm, yeah, Martha, but Martha, you know, if someone got on their first try, at, I mean, I suppose that's how lotteries work. But like, I remember last year, I one of my most popular shorts, it was both the popular as a short, not my, one of my most popular reels, but it still had pretty good traction, was the one where I was complaining about how like, it's a problem for races if people have been trying to get into the lottery for more than four or five years in a row and they still don't get in, that's a problem. Um, and people were telling me all their stories of how many years in a row they've been trying and they haven't gotten it. And the biggest number I've seen was 10. I'm sure there's more, but yeah. Mark Peterson says, do you have a backup plan in case you don't get a London bib or just keep rolling even though you did a training block? Uh, I don't have a backup plan. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think there's other spring marathons in the U.S. that I could probably find that won't be as optimal, but at least it'll be, you know, something I could throw the fitness at. So, yeah. Mm. Where'd it go? Uh, Calvin says, still a March release for the Path Project set? I'm dying over here. Uh, let me email. Where's my... Sorry, that's that's that Brooks flask still on the floor. And I'm gonna get my to-do list out here. Get an email for us. I don't think I did this other last thing on here. Okay, there we go. General Triangle says, Boston? Yo, what's going on, by the way? Late to join today, unfortunately. I'll be at Boston. Uh, I won't be running it. Um, but yeah, I will be there. Uh, and um, Calvin says, Co's going to bandit London. I don't think they take kindly to that over there. I don't think that that would work. Um Mark Peterson says, do grandmas? Grandmas has been sold out for a long time. Is grandma sold? I know the half marathon sold out. I think the full marathon sold out too. So I don't know. Luna says, New York used to guarantee an entry after your third, I think, rejection. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I think, the, I mean, to bring back the conversation, I just think that like, um, Races like London, where people are known to have been trying for more than five years unsuccessfully, like there needs to be like, if you can prove that you've signed up five consecutive, let's start, let, let's make it easy. If you've tried to get into London more than 15 years in a row, on year 16, you get it in, right? And then maybe we can work on the 12, 10, you know, 10, seven feels like a good number, you know? I think the same thing for Western states. It should be that way. You shouldn't have to have run a qualifying race for nine years in a row to get into Western States and get 164 tickets for the lottery or whatever it is. You know, I just feel like it's, it's race. There's no guarantee that popular things stay popular forever. So I feel like you gotta, you gotta do something to keep people interested in it. You know. Mm -hmm. Richard Wilson says, "I like Western State solution. Your changes double every year. Every year that you're running." qualifying races and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's a better solution. I still think that even Western States has a problem too. You know, but yeah. Dan Johnson says, I think you're right about grandma's full and half being sold out. Maybe if you ask your, ask your BFF Dakota, she can get you in grandma's. She probably, I'm, I'm, maybe I just email the race director and be like, I hear Dakota's not racing grandma's this year. Can I have her bib? 
Terry says, London used to be three fails and you're in, but with so many applications, it became unworkable. Hmm. Maybe three is too small a number then. Yeah. Yeah, Richard Wilson says, Western State's problem is that they're only allowed to have 450-ish runners. Yeah, I think it's a, par it's a national parks thing that they're not going to let certain numbers of runners in. You know? Yeah, and Alvin says, especially when those races make room for corporate sponsor spots, influencers, and celebrities. Obviously, not everyone can get in, but they can make the rules make sense. Yeah, I, there was there was a I got into an argument on threads about it. About someone was really mad because a Peloton instructor got a bib for Boston, and she was mad because this person was mad because one of their friends. Uh, didn't make the cutoff time. They had a BQ time, but not a strong enough BQ time. And I'm just like, if there's no, I mean, I, I understand the sponsor spots because if there aren't sponsors, there's no race, you know? So I get that, but it's tough. It's tough. Everyone wants to do it, but like at what point, and my ultimate point is this, at what point do people say, I, I don't ever want to run, run Western States? That's where I'm at. Not that I'm really interested in a 100-mile race. I'm not super interested <laughs> in it. Um, I'd like to do 100K. I'd like to do Black Canyon. But, like, I don't think I want to do... I'm not interested in Western states. I, I don't want to take up space. But, like, so at what point do people stop doing that, you know? Um, for certain races, for me, the bar is very low, you know? Um and so I think that races like Boston, New York, London, Western States, one of the one of the Colorado ones. I don't know if it's is it Lead Leadville that one that's very hard to get into because there's not that many bibs that they give out every year, stuff like that. It's not there are other options out there, you know. And so that's that's my bigger ultimate point, I guess. Um. Jason Horner says, quick moment of gratitude to thank you and all the other runners, ambassadors of, and ambassadors of running. I've never felt more welcome and embraced in any other sport. Well, thanks for saying that, Jason. Um, I will say thank you for everyone. <laughs> um, although I don't speak for everyone, but um, it's been a really good thing for me to see that running is as inclusive as it is. As it is. I don't remember it being the case growing up as a runner, and, except in the fact that like, um, as a younger person in school, like in high school and stuff, like there weren't cuts on my high school team, you know? So as long as you showed up, you could be in the team and they'd put you in a meet. You wouldn't make it to regionals. I never made it to regionals. Well, did I make it to regionals in pole vault? I might have. I think I made it to one regional meet in pole vault. But like, you know, in the dual meets, you'd get to run. Even if you were going to go out there and get your butt kicked, they'd let you run, you know? So like in that sense, running has always been inclusive. Um, but I feel like run club culture um is really advancing the sport and the way it's doing that is through inclusivity you know okay adam's this is what i was saying hard rock is the harder one to get into than the, the only 150 people allowed in that i don't know you how you even have a race with 150 people it's crazy hard to get into the hard rock you know it's tough Eric said, uh, I should do uh, the Black Canyon. Lots of fun. Uh, lots of fun. It's an interesting course and not that much climbing as long as you like rocks. I was, I was in Phoenix this year for this for over the weekend uh, on accident. It was the same weekend as the Mesa uh, marathon. Um, maybe if my in-laws... Well, I'm hoping, here's, here's a long-term plan, 2024, 2025 plan. 2024 plan is to run uh, London in the spring, Berlin in the fall, then I've got all six stars. 
then I'll be ready for 2025 fall for if there's a seventh star somewhere else. I think it's going to be a fall marathon. Um, that leaves the spring open. And so this year was London. Last year I was doing Boston. The year before that was LA. So there was always another spring marathon that running Black Canyon would have not been a good thing to do both. I was on the wait list for the LA marathon year. But I think 2025 might be my year for Black Canyon. I like running out in Phoenix. I like I like the rocks out there. I like rocks. Look, look at all these rocks. Every aid station, I'm going to ask people, have you seen all the rocks that are up here? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be very politely asked to never come back. <laughs> Martha says, I'm constantly getting emails trying to get me to do Sydney. I'm 100% sure that will be number seven. I think, well, they're pushing really hard. I, I don't, I don't know exactly how it's supposed to go because I don't like, I don't know if it's part of their qualification criteria. They need to be able to handle a large amount to show that they can handle a large amount of international runners, you know? Um, Cause like, I know like they had to grow by a certain amount year over year to get to a larger amount. Cause I feel like before Sydney was trying to become a major, its annual participation numbers was like 12,000 runners. So like they needed to get from 12,000 to like a much bigger number in order to prove that they can handle being a big race. Um, and I think they hit the number last year. And then I think they gave, or maybe they haven't. And so they're giving them the master's championships um, as an enticement to get more international travelers and more runners generally. But like, um, I'm not interested in going this year. I mean, I would go this year if like, I, I also think I would, I, I'm targeting Berlin first. So as long as it's not like, and I, it might be, it might be like the week after Berlin, then I might be interested in going, but that's a lot of travel. And again, a lot of time away from home. Um, and I wouldn't be able to compete well as in my mask. Not that I have a chance of winning or anything. Because the 40 to 44 year old age group is very competitive. But, um, you know, I don't want to go there and like, you know, fun run it if I'm trying to compete on the master's level. So I don't know. <sighs> General Triangle says, uh, Berlin should, this year should be awesome as a 50th anniversary. I, yeah, I'm, it'll be my first time. I'm really hoping to get there this year. Um, I'm hoping that there will be, I'm really hoping that the Adios Pro 4 can come out in time for the Berlin Marathon. And so that would be fun to be able to run in that shoe in the 50th, you know, and hopefully there's a 50th edition, 50th anniversary shoe. You know what I mean? So like I, hopefully that's, hopefully that's, everything's on track for that. That would make a lot of sense to me. Or an Evo 2. If there's going to be any vote too, you know, I don't know. Either way, just putting it out there, you know. Mm, Tony says, I was debating Sydney this year and the Masters AG champs make it a bit more enticing. See, here's what makes it enticing for me too, is that like, if I did go this year from a content perspective, you know, the runner's weekend, I think would do really well because there are some Sydney marathon videos out there. Um, but I think that like doing it as part of, and those are good, but like doing it in terms of like visiting Sydney and then all like as a travel video and then also doing the race recap video, I think would do really well because once it becomes a major, suddenly everyone's going to want to know everything about it, you know? And so, um, so I feel like in that sense, it'd be like good to have that already in place for when it becomes a major, but I don't know very far i was trying to figure out the time zone i'm trying to schedule an interview with an australian athlete and i'm just like i don't, I don't even i don't even understand the time zone difference it doesn't even make sense so 
Uh, yeah. And Tony says, and also the messaging is that if you race the master's champs and it becomes a seventh major, it counts. Yes. Yeah, so they will retroactively give you a seventh star if it becomes the seventh star. But I want to go to Sydney the year, like I can like get my finishers medal and then a seventh star medal. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want it a mail-in rebate, you know? That was my thing. I, I want to be able to get it at the moment. I don't know. Wayne says, if you're, and we'll end on this one today, if you're mailing to pair your ratio with the country you're running in, i.e. Adidas for Berlin, what would this translate to for London? I normally do it more for the brand that's the title sponsor or the title running sponsor. And so, um, in Adidas, that also happens to be a company from the same country. Um, so it'd be Adidas, but Adidas is the sponsor of the Berlin Marathon. Um, and like for Tokyo, it was ASICS is the sponsor for the Tokyo Marathon. For London, um, New Balance is the sponsor for London. They also have New York City as well. So they've got two. And then uh, Boston is also Adidas. So the so Adidas has two, New Balance has two, ASICS has Tokyo, and Nike has Chicago. So, so that's. I don't always do it that way. I, that's why, I, um, um, well, I like the Primax Strong, but I had already, I didn't want to race in the Adios Pro 3. I probably could have, I should have, but I had just raced Tokyo the month prior. And so I wanted something to try racing in the uh, Primax Strong. So for Boston, that's what I raced in last year. Um, so I try to line it up if I can. All right, that's going to be a good place to end it for today. Uh, tomorrow, there won't be a video, but uh, we'll have another live stream. And tomorrow, I'm going to be unboxing something from Koros. So let's do that. Uh, in the meantime, be safe, everybody. Thanks.